You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. All right. Hayes Spotlight. You know, when I get in the morning and I'm like, damn, I got to do an interview, trying to figure out what I got going on. (laughs) And I'm like, shit, I got one. But it's even cooler when I know the cats that are going to be doing the show. Hey. We got Brown from Farside. And uh, my boy Santana. What's up, man? What's happening? How you been? Santana, I'm going to start with you. Oh, man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Um, you good? Getting through. Yeah, man. That's, that's, man, I've known you a couple of years now, so right? Yeah, so yeah, many, yeah. Because yeah. from when we were there and now is uh, my daughter's six. And when wow. I was living there, I didn't have her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so your life so has a while. fully evolved. Fully, yes. fully evolved. Yeah. And we had the pleasure of meeting on a bunch of different projects initially talking about various things. Yeah. With yeah. different celebrities. Every yeah, man. The, there was so many different life, Michael lifetimes Epps, ago. Was like all kinds of different <laughs> ones we talked about. I think that was the first one when you came in. Yeah, yeah. I was we were just saying a fly like on wouldn't the it wall. be good if he could if he would do some weed stuff. And then later, years later though, he ends up he ended up doing stuff, right? A little bit here and there. I think so. I've, I've kind of lost track of that world. Um, I've been off in some other stuff. Life has uh, dealt me some uppercuts <laughs> since then. Uh, but, you know. Yeah, uh, and you made it through COVID, okay? Oh, man, strong. That's good. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, you, you're doing well, too, man. I can't complain. I try to be try to do what I do to get by, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and Brown, my man, to, uh, to my young millennials out there that don't know about the far side let's talk about when you guys actually first started and let's go through the the, yeah uh, so the history so i say we started about what officially out was like 92 okay but but a couple years before that we were doing our little thing and then uh i would say from like yeah 90 after 92 it just and just rocking and rocking you guys are still all these years You've traveled so many places. What was a, a favorite? Just to throw it out there, like, is there a couple or a certain time or a country or a, you know hmm. venue where you're like, damn. Uh, I think uh, one of the last places was like uh, in the UK was like Royal Albert Hall. Oh, famous! Yeah, been legendary forever. I heard about that place. So. They didn't really. They don't really do hip hop in that kind of, okay, kind yeah, of venue. Yeah. That's mostly like sure. like straight English. Oh um, yeah, very proper. Very proper. Very, very proper. Because it's like proper. it's like it's like maybe like right across the street from like Prince Albert and them's like where they stay. Oh you know? no, so, Royal Albert Abba Hall is the shit. Yeah. So how like, dope was that, huh? So like doing that, that was like that was like okay, we're doing so things like that. I think when you do stuff that's like. You don't, you know, you like the first to still touch ground, like after yeah. all these years, like okay, like a hip hop act, yeah. What there hasn't been no hip hop act that's performed in here, and that was like the thing that, you know, that was told to us, like oh, it wasn't so. Just being and, in there. And what was the crowd like? What was the actual place? Was it oh, sick or shit, man? It was like it was crazy. It was crazy because it was like 
people were like standing up, like you know, because those are like a sit down type. Yeah, place okay. So it said everybody was up and dancing and kind of up and shaking. Exactly. So it was like normally like just sit all proper and watch the watch it, the music. Yeah. So it was a, just a different vibe, and they were just like, man, we never seen this type of vibe in this arena before. You know, like people standing up and wanting to dance or whatever. So it was it was, it was cool that. What was uh what was your most memorable festival? Hmm, most memorable festival. I mean, outside of Fireside, I would say for me, doing uh, closing out Coachella with the Gorillas was probably like the most. Ooh, because that was like Coachella is a fun festival. That huh? was like the most people I've ever seen. That was like like. 170,000 people and so like I couldn't you couldn't see where the crowd stopped. ended really yeah so it was how just, dope now is it at that point is it a little scary I mean it's thrilling but is it even though doing it so much you walk up and you can, can't even look and see how far all the people are is it at a moment feel scary at all or no it's not scary it's not per se scary. I think the most thing is just the energy that you know you got to give off. Oh yeah. So like that the the energy that I probably would use within the hour, I used in like three minutes. You know, like <laughs> like, like 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 I was burnt out like in like three minutes because I was I was just like I was like this is a big ass stage and there's so many people and it's like you're just trying to like give it everything that you got. So like wow, it was like you know like if you were fighting Tyson compared to like. You know, just doing something regular, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. That, that's, that's great. And um, was is the songs a collaborative works and stuff, or was there someone who wrote the lyrics, or how did how did that go down? No, I pretty much, I've, I've never had anybody write for me. I mean, that's just me. You sure, know? sure, I, sure. And, and I'm not against it. I don't, I don't, I mean, to each their own, I mean, you know, Michael Jackson didn't write all his stuff, and he's still great. Sure, so sure. So I don't, I don't. I don't look at it as, as somebody need the righteous stuff. I mean, but for me, I mean, our music is based on our life. So I don't think anybody could really base, could really write for us because sure, because it's sure. what we what we went through. So would you say that's a lot of the lyrics though is about lifetime experiences or things you were feeling during those times and those errors, you know? I would say 90%, yeah, 90, you know, and then you know the other 10% is is rapper shit, you know what I'm saying? Sure. You got to have that machizo sure. like I'm the sure. best. Fuck who, you. Who who are you like who are you like inspired by other rappers? Like what other ones were you like, "Damn, look at that motherfucker." Or like, "Wow, like, you know, to me, <clears throat> I think what I would, I would have to say Big Daddy Kane and, oh. and Special Ed was like my, that was like what set it off for the me. BDK is a fucking pimp. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. I just, I just, I just wanted to just, <laughs> just Big Daddy Kane, just his whole, just his whole, like, just how he was. And then uh -huh. it was like, he could do the smooth shit and then he could come with like, raw you know what i'm saying yeah, like like he yeah. could like he could come like yeah. hard and he could come like hell of a pimpish you know what i'm saying oh yeah oh and, yeah for sure i don't I, I remember special ed briefly and so like for me special ed was more like his his the way that he the way that he flowed like oh, you know okay. like the his technical style the way that he flowed i feel like even if he was the rhyme today 
like mm-hmm. it it would still be prevalent because oh, of the, okay. because, because of his sure. style because sure. of the way that he was sure mm-hmm. that's dope yeah it's like uh who's my boy uh Karis one the uh he is a, a, a great speaker too well, he has some great shit he spits out yeah Karis one made me actually stop eating beef like that's stop. What that, yeah when he came out with the song called beef that's really? What, like that was my time. That after that song, I never ate. I never ate beef again. Still now to this day. To this day. Stop. Really. To this day. Wow. Yeah. So so I say that to say that sometimes when people say like, oh, it's just music and it doesn't affect your life, you know, like. That's a major effect. I, 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 I totally. I think music. You know, depending on who's listening at what time and where that what stage they're at in their life, it, it definitely could affect somebody. Yeah, for sure. Wow, that's crazy. What other artists? Um, of course, I mean, Nas. Okay. You know, like Nas. Sure. You know, I mean, and then I could just even go local, like, you know, Freestyle Fellowship, just, just you know, listen to the way that they were doing it. So, I mean, I, I would say, like, I get inspired even today, like I can get inspired by by a new artist today. Like okay. I, I, I'm not. I'm and not, you, you don't, don't feel like things have changed so drastically in the music industry. Um, I, I don't. As far as style of hip hop and things, or no? I things have have changed, but I just think that. So as the car, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So it's like it's like the car, sure. like the Model T is not going to be the same yeah. way as it is yeah. now. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. I think I think a lot of people want that. Do you, like, do you appreciate the changeover, or do you kind of wish it was a little bit more like the old ways? No, because I think the kids are doing it how they can do it. And I just remember when I was kind of recording, I think. You know, we were doing it how we could do it. If we could, you know, if we had all the the computers and all that kind of stuff today that that the kids had, yeah, I would take advantage of the same shit yeah. and probably and, do it and, the same way. You and know? and are you incorporating that now, or you kind of feel like it just went too ahead, and you still stay old school when you write and do stuff? Um, I'm trying to bridge. I don't necessarily say old school, but I I think what I'm trying to do is bridge bridge a gap in some type of way of just combining different music that that I felt just like the incorporation I feel like the drum and bass is in the in the new wave and the the hip hop like sure. more more or less like I feel like I want to intertwine the music styles more than so it's not necessarily I don't know it's a hybrid of, I guess, of that. If you was, if I was to call it anything, but, okay, but not necessarily stay old school. Sure, I got you. The hybrid, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's dope. And uh, and are you guys now that COVID? Will you guys go back up and do shows and stuff or now? Um, we, I guess we kind of, it's kind of a wait out to just try. To yeah, see right. It's, it's a little scary, right? When that whole thing hit and. Man, did that fuck up a lot of shit for artists, right? All these tours got canceled and this and just like so much shit, right? It didn't, I, I can't even say it started with COVID. To me, it started with Kobe. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because we were on the plane and oh. then we heard about the Kobe crash. And it just seemed like, <laughs> it just seemed like after Kobe, like 
it just it, it, it was just summer. it was just a slope. It was just like a slope yeah. of downhill, just like like okay, Kobe set it off, and then it was this, then it was that. Oh, uh, was wasn't it, it, it Nip? Nip was before Kobe, right? Uh, probably so. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then so everybody was kind of on their heels with uh, whatever the tragedies that was striking. It's like uh, you thought one, all right, can't get no worse than that. Then the next one's like, dang, that's devastating. Well, that was a devastating, that was like, a, I don't know, that was like a crazy shit. And in the end, they did, was it that, it was the pilot's fault, right? You just had some fucking, it wasn't like a plane thing, it was like something at the actual pilot, right? Uh, weather, you know, fog. Yeah, I think, <laughs> so, I, I think it was like, something, yeah. I think a lot of people were just saying like, it was something where they, they shouldn't have went up at that time. Yeah. Like, like it was like, it was a bad time for them. And they, I guess... People are aware that they shouldn't have win at that time, so I don't know who was exactly at fault. But wow, yeah, I think. But after those, after like you know, like he said, after Nip and after Kobe, I, I mean, as far as being in LA, like you are already in that like somber type of mood, like oh man, shit is shit is gonna be different, you know. And then mm-hmm. bam, then COVID just hit, and it was like oh okay. Yeah, and have you thought about, did you guys think everything about doing some virtual? I know the virtual concerts are real popular these days. I never considered the virtual concert because I felt like if you do the virtual concert, like you putting it all out there and it's just, you know, once you put stuff on the internet, like it's just always there. And so I, <laughs> I, just, I just really wanted, like, I felt like, I like, you know, even though people can film at a show or something like that, I still think that is different because people are not seeing your whole show and your whole thing is not there. And then sure. people can say, oh, I like they kind of know what you're going to do. I don't like I don't like people knowing what I'm going to do when I get on stage. Sure, you know sure. what I'm saying? So sure. I didn't I didn't I didn't necessarily get into virtual, even though we stream all the time. And like, but and we, let's talk about Farside TV for a second. When sure. did you start that? So, um, basically Santana, who's, you know, here with me right now, just, we were at Greg, him and him, Greg and, and Imani went to school together. And, um, I would, for some, in my mind, I was just like, man, I need to, I need to try to market music myself. Cause I, the, the hardest part for me, has felt like, okay, you do, you do music. And then the next step is probably marketing. But, uh-huh. but what I realized is like, if you don't keep the dollars coming for that marketing, if you don't pay that thousand dollars and up a month, sure. Soon as that, soon as that funding stop, your marketing of your record stop. Mm-hmm. So my thing was like, I tell everybody was like to, I feel like I want to reverse engineer everything by basically creating the network of people that's like minded, okay, as myself, and then be able to put out music and you know other people be able to put out music like santana you know he has his own music that he does as well so it's mostly like like we could market ourselves you uh throw that on the vocals or what, what are we talking about what kind of entrance <laughs> what, we, what we got uh? <laughs> yeah yeah uh but that's it it's uh you know the same as a as a, a recording artist more like a, a bedroom type producer um, trying to figure out how you're going to get music out. And this is before 
all of the SoundCloud and MixCloud and Bandcamp. This is sure you, know, you did an original. Know, like, like, yeah, like before who, they even thought there was access to that. How can I burn a CD and get it into? You and know, is that when you guys got the retail slash studio? Was about six years ago or no? Or when did you get that spot? Well. I was coming up to KPFK where Santana was basically doing his show because okay. and Santana was kind of, you know, he was like, man, I got this time here. Man, I'll come and just, you know, I'll help you get it going. So I had two shows going on at that time, Splendid Radio and uh, a radio called Fear, Fear Me. Fear Me Radio. Was, so, and we did like, that was like the, the, the start. So like I was... And what did you do on what were those shows like? What were the topics or what was what was up? So Splendid is mostly like old school, I would say more old school hip hop kind of thing. Sure. And, and you kind of like DJ brought people on, played music, that type of stuff. Exactly. Okay, that sounds dope. And then Fear May was more like more millennial, more and more younger, more younger artists. So we'd be like, okay, we bring like Trap Kitchen people mm -hmm. that's that's like local people that really, okay. really didn't have that kind of look like that. And so, um, K KPFK kind of lasted for so long, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Sure. And so, I say it was about a year. We probably was off, and I told Santana, I'm like, man, just just give me some time, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna build my own shit. We're going to be able to do this how we want to do it, but expand on the ideas of where, you know, what we always wanted to do or what you wanted to do and, and just really kind of grow from there. And then you got the studio. So then I got the studio. It first started with the, with the, with the clothing retail spot because basically, you know, we... we got to make money to run the actual place and kind of get that shit actually popping, right? And then once that got going and the funds were at least keeping shit flush. Yeah. And then everything's like a natural progression. So yeah. so with the band thing, we basically always did our own merch. So like my partner, Greg, partner slash manager, basically he prints everything. So okay. like we paper printing, t-shirt sure. printing, that was just, so it was kind of like I wanted to have a place where people could actually see the product. Sure. So... Everything, like, it just... Turned into that. Exactly. But then the store also became, like, a cool place to have other types of apparel and things like that. It's not just stuff about the bands, right? It's a full-on... Oh, uh, no. We do, like, so, so like, before everything went down, we would do, like, pop-ups and have different DJs come. Uh -huh. Like, we had, like, Bob Marley's granddaughter come and That's just dope. local DJs and stuff come down and just, like, you know, play some music and Sweet. have the sangrias out and nice. sell, sell gear. And, you know, Santana has his paintings and, and oh, look at you. Well. you got the singing, the painting. Like, oh, stuff's crazy. Uh, I'm not singing. I'm just doing <laughs> the music. I'm <laughs> out here crooning. Nah. Uh, That's yeah. great. Yeah. So, so, so basically it's just, you know, just... I always want to have like the one-stop shop you know i think that i think that's more or less what i'm trying to get out of it sure. where like if we bring that new artist in that i feel like this is a special type dude like like we're just gonna run him through the gamut of everything that i have and, and like from from him going to his mama's house to him going to the Hollywood Hills, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. type of, you know, really and just... You, and, you, and you also, like, set up cameras and mics, and you're like, oh, I'm going to record this stuff. And then you started, is it FarsideTV.com? Or what? what's the... FarsideTV.com. Yeah, so mm -hmm. you start FarsideTV.com, and then you just essentially host all the content 
on your own server space, right? And exactly. you just have it load up and everybody could go through and check out all the content. But there's also a current running or live essentially feature, right, that's going on all the time or explain that just well so. i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna eventually i mean really i got enough content now that i can do 24 hours of, of just constant streaming if you wanted to exactly but but I'm, now it's more like scheduled scheduled okay right now, for sure. so if people did want to check out some stuff why don't you give some examples so right now if people go to the far side tv you go to if you go to true sacred true seekers um uh page you can go in there and watch like there's like five or six shows that we have there that you could just go and watch the video and, and, okay. and do that. And then everything audio wise goes through like he's, you know, most of the shows are on mixed cloud as well. Okay. So we what's the difference between mixed cloud and SoundCloud? Are they two different things or I don't mm. get it? Oh yeah. Two different, uh, the two Sound different companies. SoundCloud is SoundCloud is more for individual tracks and artists. Okay. Uh, mixed cloud, uh, one, uh, very um, protective like they pulling down your show for you know having too many songs like you know they have rules but um, certain podcasts you know they'll get pulled off the air Mixcloud has, somehow has some kind of so like you're place. saying that if they know you're just queuing in certain things or this and it's just part of an actual talk show they don't count it as a royalty or a, oh a, no the whole thing they're, they're collecting royalties off um, of every little bit that you mm -hmm. do oh that's kind of uh, cool and so, then they charge you a different price per episode based on what you do or how does that work I or mean, you just pay a one-time fee and you're blanketed mm, I, well like a monthly fee or something like you, that you can you can have a pro user account but a a, you, um, a free account with Mixcloud, you can upload. You just don't have access to your metrics. You don't have like able. You're not able to schedule. But if you wanted to just upload a, a two-hour mix to Mixcloud, okay, you know it, it goes up. But you're not gonna see. You're not gonna see anything back from that. You're yeah, not, yeah, you're not for a partner sure. in in that. So you gotta get the what's it called select or uh, yeah, pro mix or something mix, like that mix, mix cloud select. and it comes with different components um they have like a mix cloud live so like my on my show <clears throat> i've done like video shows like um we got what like 20 i'm mean, right now no not 20 something there's like 50 to 60 hours of just video shows that's great so i can run those like a like a regular show but they're in the video format yeah of course and so uh mixcloud live allows you to run like video at the same oh, time oh that's so cool re-air your uh live show with people interviewing or, or the video content you can re-air um i'm not sure how it schedules but it just runs live i, I load in a um playlist okay um, you know sure um, through OBS or whatever. Oh yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the broadcasting software. Mm -hmm. and oh, then, and then you run it through that, do it that just way. Jukebox. Through. I got you. Yep. So with that, you know, um, you, and then you, you guys save the that. recorded episode from OBS after that, and then you just use that. Mm -hmm. Well, we already or, had the, the episode recorded. Oh, so I I'm see. Just, oh, I I'm got jukeboxing you. them. You know. Like oh, I'm I just see. You putting it through there to play. Oh, I got you, and, and then, then that's how you do it. Oh, and then kind of oh, oh. trying to learn the the marketing finesse part of like sure. making my own commercials to add into the playlist. Oh, that's dope. You yeah, yeah, I mean? for sure, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get one from uh, Hayes Radio. We yeah, I'm gonna throw you in. Add. I'm down. I got you. So, 
So have you always been, uh, I guess, has the band generally been smokers? I mean, you guys all been brought up in the Valley, brought in Cali and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so I'm from Pasadena. Valib uh, is from, like, Fairfax area. Imani's from, like, Compton. And Trey was from more, like, South Central area. But uh, three out of... Three out of three out of the four definitely was was you know smoking, smoking the urban yeah, shit yeah, yeah, yeah hell doing, yeah doing that but uh yeah I think like from our first album it was always in there you know like like sure. we always that was just I I think it was like a, a writing process and just even just getting our kind of coming up with our ideas sure we just we used to have like a little we had a Volkswagen van that didn't work. Okay. They used to be in the front. Hot box. Yeah, and that was hot boxing. (laughs) And that was was a place where we would do it. Like we just, we just like pump in the Volkswagen van and come out with smoke and just like. And then start writing shit. Is everybody did their own parts and stuff, and then it collaborated into one essentially. Exactly. Kind of like almost like Wu Tang was, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, you know, so I think like. And then I always tell people like because we're we're all just hella different. I think that's why there's more chances for people who listening to say, "Oh, I went through that experience," you know. Yeah, of so course. It wasn't the same experience. I got you for sure. And do you, as you write, being older and you know possibly guys in the band, the families, things like that. Uh, do you find the lyrics and things and stuff you're inspired to write about has changed a lot? Um, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. I mean, you know, I do got you feel I got, like I got, you I got filter Yeah, do you feel you filter yourself even more or anything or no? I don't think we filter ourselves even more. I think like that's the difference to to me with the millennial compared to the to to old school. Yeah. I think like millennials like like fuck is just like regular. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. back in our days, like yeah. like there was you had to kind of catch yourself. Like sure. not saying you had to be Will Smith with it. Like we were <laughs> we, we were trying to be anti Will Smith, yeah. really. Yeah. But still, like I don't think our our dirty is still not as dirty as how the nah, kids are today. Like the nah. kids the kids today are just like next level. Like cause that you, filthy. Yeah, because and, and treacherous and reckless doing things that we would never. Of thought to the levels of comprehending. Yeah. Even with the with the with the technology, you know, they'll text each other this. Someone will say something real bad in this, and then you try. You're like, you know, back in the day, you'd be like, well, look here, see the whole thing's fucked up, but all of a sudden they can make messages disappear, and things, and then screenshot it, and send it to people, and when you read it like that. It's a whole different altered situation. Mm. And then they create truths out of falsities. And all these young kids now that are killing themselves and literally committing suicide, doing all this kind of shit, because they're affected by this stuff that they can't even fucking control. The abuse on the technology, though, is rough. Yeah. We didn't have anything to think of shit like that. You'd never even think to do stuff like that. And these days, these kids live in such a different way that it's insane you know but at the same time i'm not saying like who's i'm not saying softer or harder because i think like in our days everybody can say like i think the gangster level was like real gangster level like like you know like when you went out to a party like like 
Mm-hmm. You had to worry about that element, I think, much more than you oh, had to worry about today. Absolutely. And so, mm-hmm. but I think the kids are more, as far as, like, saying stuff and, and, and you know, the things that they do to go viral is more. But I think the kids now, I don't know if it's the pills. I don't know what it is, but they're mm-hmm. very much more emotional. Oh yeah, very much more emotional. Way they don't. The threshold is so. Yeah, I think it's it's because it's amplified too. So many eyes on, you know, um, your reputation, how you feel, uh, your expression at at any moment. Before, you know, man, to who if we had an outburst, it's not gonna get caught on cell phone video. It's yeah. not gonna be relayed like. Uh, a hundred thousand times and then you know being accountable and and also having that level of compassion for people to understand like all right that was a moment you know what I'm saying like I, I, I'm, I don't want to judge you for your whole future based on like one emo moment yeah yeah that, that got publicized you know it's like yeah uh, casting on TV all the time now so with the phone that's equivalent to you know you, you have a moment and somebody films it and then they don't ask you for your permission to post it. They just post it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, dealing with those kind of consequences, like it's so amplified. So I have, you know, um, a different temperance being, you know, our age is sure. it, it takes, it takes a lot to provoke me oh, yeah. to get into a situation where sure. I'm going to be, I'm not really going to argue back and forth with, um, a phantom, right? Or yeah. somebody I know. Even if 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 somebody's wilding out on social media with me, it's one sided because I'm not really participating in that. You know, it's like I'm yeah. say what you feel, man. It's all good. But um, at this point, you know, uh, yeah, how how that's taken in by young. I, I'm a teacher, so I see. Um, on a school level, uh, I taught at Dorsey High School for like two years. And what I would see in, um, you know, oh, look at this. So they, you know, like, mm-hmm. Mr. Westbrook, look. And then you would see something that you're like, yo, y'all doing this at school? This is wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, and then the way it just, it would jump from one school to another. So like the network of, High school is not just your high school. They got they got Discord groups. They got different uh, like Crenshaw, Dorsey, wh- whatever. So something something that just happens like that, all of a sudden is like out in, in the school universe. Wow. Yeah. So and, you can't just so you that means you just can't do something at one school and then go to another school thinking somebody didn't know. Be like, hey, that, that, that mm-hmm. dude, that dude right there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, man, the consequences out there of you know trying to get people to realize that uh, you know certain things that you put out on the internet are going to live forever. Yeah. So you know, knowing when to like. Just be like, is that going to be worth uh, getting a million views? <laughs> like, what is that going to sure, be like? Sure. So, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. It's great, dude. It's it's, it's awesome. I um I want to touch on 
the love of the weed and the inspiration of the uh, of the uh, far side cartridges that are out and the oil and you know what made you decide you wanted to go that route and uh, let's talk a little bit about that so I mean definitely want to get a little bit further than what I am right now but right now I got one card just been trying to just it's been a struggle, you know, being that it's independent. I haven't really, I don't really have any type of big corporation behind it. Um, anybody who listens to our music know we always been like, weed has been always around us, you know, just the herb and everything. So um, I just, I just want to expand on it. I mean, I mean, where did it start? I think the first time I started was like trying to do a grow in my closet at Lab Cabin, California. Hell yes. And so, uh, <laughs> What, what what age is this? Shit, this is probably like ninety four, probably. Yeah, I, was trying to do a I love it. Hell yes. And so My. like, and so I had a, I had a, I had an argument. Well, kind of not not an argument, but Fat Lip kind of got nervous about us having to grow in the house, and so I had to move it, move the grow from one house to another place. And the car broke down on the freeway, and the plants was in the car. Oh shit! And I was fucking panicking, like, like, like. <laughs> and so it was me and my partner Greg, and so we finally got it to my, to you know, my girl, wife, whatever you want to call it, right now. Finally got it to her place, and uh, yeah, just like grew the plants, and like that was like, that was like the smoke I had for like a whole tour. So like I kind of understood like that that kind of gave me the understanding of like growing something for yourself as and along with the 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 economic part of it and at that time I would say 94 5 6 when you would go to other states they had shag weed like it was like mm. like you you was getting brick sure you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so like so like to go somewhere with your own chronic and was it chronic no seeds oh, yeah. or nothing no seeds oh mm -hmm. shit yeah so i got lucky <laughs> i got lucky my first time you know what i'm saying even though i had a, a cool male plan i wish i would have kept it because it would have could have mm. been something but uh wasn't able to save no mother plants or anything like that but like i said it kind of gave me a different understanding about what it was and i think it always was in back of my mind so that led on to me meeting uh different cultivators different people along the way and um you know i think you know this i mean if you're not if you're not doing crypto i think you're doing you're doing weed Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, mm. so so, and some people are doing both, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But for but for me, I just felt like it's like with everything that we've done with the you know far side TV with the retail store, everything sure. been, it's been a natural progression and trying to step into. And it if if any of uh, people listening wanted to cruise when they come to California, check out the store. You want to give the address? Uh, the store is at four three one five Eagle Rock Boulevard, and that's uh. That's like Highland Park, Eagle Rock area. And then if people want to hit you up on Instagram or anything, what's the best way to get you? Oh, shit. So you can hit up Farside TV on Instagram. If you want to get in touch with the carts, it's called Batos Gardens. Batos is short for a break on through through the other side. Um, and spell it slowly for my stoners out there. It's B-O-T-T-T-O-S, Gardens, G-A-R-D-E-N-S. 
And you can always hit up on the far side. Like you can just hit up on all all three for sure. Uh, I remember you guys doing a few high times events. How cool is that? Doing like concerts where everyone's smoking up and fucking chiefing out, like where it's legit. You know. Man, when you do those kind of events, like you just—it's amazing how far. Like, cause honestly, it being legal, I never saw that. I, n- I never saw legal like I guess that to me that's like I guess how my parents felt about Obama like you know what I'm saying <laughs> no. like I'll never see a black president like weed being legal like 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 that was like doing, like, high times event thousand motherfuckers I mean the thrill was RV like, after RV you guys in the back puffing and getting wild gift packages right yeah and the, and the thrill of I remember like the thrill of going to I can actually say that to me it seemed like it killed the thrill of going to Amsterdam. Because Absolutely. like because like going to Amsterdam uh-huh. was like you was like, oh shit, I can just go smoke and I could just it's it's gonna yeah. be this and that. Yeah. And now it's like it's here in LA. And yeah. I I can honestly say like I've tasted more chronic shit here in LA uh, than I've tasted in Amsterdam. It's crazy. We 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 barreled ahead. That's what happened. We just took the fucking ball and ran with it like a motherfucker. But I saw something today. It said New York is going to be the. It, it, they're saying New York is going to be bigger than L.A. It's going to be the going to be the big city for weed now. It'll be interesting because it's a whole different. Pl- you know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Oh man, I, they got a while to catch up. We got twenty <laughs> where, years. Where are they going to get the, the, the out, Where are they going to get the outdoor grow from? In the winter, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, so yeah. the weather and everything's way different, way more, mm-hmm. a lot more humid. This they got a lot of stuff to try to fight with than we do here over in the wonderful West Coast. Yeah, I but just, get, I just, I just saw that. I was just like, oh, that's interesting. They like, mm-hmm. like, like, I like. Of course, New York want to just come in as always and want to. But just they dominate. were smart though. They were the most liberal. They made it fucking. You could smoke anywhere. Cigarettes can this. You could have five pounds in your house. Like they just threw it down. Like. Mm-hmm. Made it even the most liberal state that there is at this point. It's yeah, just crazy. Make sure they uh, unlock them jail cells for everybody that yeah. got locked up. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But once the once the once the uh, psychedelics come to LA, I think that's gonna that's gonna shift. Yeah. So the decriminalization bill is actually passed in the Senate. There's a few more things to go with it, but yep. Once that hits, that's gonna be next level. Cause now, now the mushrooms and everything comes into effect. It's coming in a wave, bro. Everyone, all these investors, all these people are like, psychedelic, psychedelic. I'm in the mushroom. I'm in this. I'm like, like where the fuck? We're crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, man. Running like everyone's running the ball. Grab mm-hmm. the green rush, the mushroom rush. We got every kind of rush mm-hmm. going on the planet. Well, it's uh. It has been great to uh, talk with you guys and uh, have you down here at the station. And uh, for those who haven't gone to check out the band, check out The Far Side and are on Spotify and YouTube and everywhere since the 90s, rocking it out and uh, doing great concerts and festivals. And hopefully now that uh, things slowly in time are you know, getting back to normal, you'll be able to see them live at a venue near you. Thank you so much, guys, for coming on in. Any uh, shout-outs you want to give before we uh, lock out the episode? Santana, shout-out for you. Oh, man, shout-out to the crew. Uh, L, Red, Chase, SP. You know, of course, Big Up Brown for uh, holding us down, Master Control style. Truth Seekers Radio, uh, .org is where you can jump in the portal and catch uh, our shows and... 
uh, at farsidetv.com. Uh, True Seekers, just look it up. Yeah, I think I could be here all day giving out shout outs, mm-hmm. but you know, for the most part, I just want to thank the people who just, you know, basically who keeps listening and, you know, just check us out. We're trying to make a way and, you know, we didn't come down here today to just chop it up on the on the radio. We came down here to kind of converge a whole thing. Hopefully we can get in with Hayes. Absolutely. And we, <laughs> we start a whole nother thing for the for the people out there. But yeah, Absolutely. most of all, the, Thank the people. I, I that's that's what I gotta think. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate yeah, it. shout out to the artists, man. Because without your music and and all of that, man, there is no show. Yeah, so, for sure. yeah. Shout out to all the creatives. Man. Yes. No show without the showman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on a happy note, let's go uh, fucking puff and uh, and 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 have a little uh, little break. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Hey man, thank, thank you, you, Andrew. I didn't know you had that radio host in yeah, you. Well, look at you doing your thing, <laughs> man. I've like I've done like 350 episodes, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you in the groove. Got the Theo. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. Bless. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.